Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Give Me More Reality. It's me, Kylie. All right, guys. Well, I don't know if anybody noticed, but um, I did not realize that there was a Real Housewives of Potomac episode on the week of, gosh, it's Memorial Day or Labor Day. Whatever that holiday week was, everybody. <laughs> I always get the two mixed up. Um, I did not realize that there was an episode that was on. So I missed it. And instead did a full review on the episodes um, that I'd missed of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So hope you guys enjoyed those. <laughs> so... What I'm going to do today is I'm just going to quickly touch on just a couple of things from the episode of Real Housewives of Potomac, and then we'll get into the niblets, the goods, the goodies. You guys, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is back. It's like literally giving me chills right now just thinking about it. Oh my goodness. That, uh, I'm, you guys, I'm so happy that it is back. That first episode just, ah. Uh, just made me so happy inside. Made me so happy. I'm just like, oh my goodness, these are the these are the shows that I live for. <laughs> oh my gosh, so good, so 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 good. Um, so let's just get right into it, so we can get to Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, you guys. I'm just so excited to to talk about it. Oh gosh, so 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 good. Okay, so we're just going to get right into the episode of Potomac that I had missed. Um, just a few things that were just a bit jarring to me. Um, number one was the scene where um, Ashley and Gross Darby were taking their son, I think it's Dylan, right? Um to a massage therapist just to help him because he's having some issues with latching, which I mean, I had no idea that a massage therapist could help us with such a thing, which is amazing. I mean, uh, wonderful. But the way that Michael interrogated that poor massage therapist was just atrocious. I was so uncomfortable for her. I just could not believe how he was just coming at her with like so many questions. And it's just like, listen, bub, if Ashley wants to try this to help with latching, I'm going to need you to sit the fuck down because clearly she knows more about what's going on than you do. I understand being like skeptical of the situation, but I mean, she's not trying to take your baby. She's just trying to see if some massage therapy will help the situation. I don't know. I just thought it was just, it was so uncalled for. So uncalled for. I just did not understand his, like, why he was coming in with, like, those types of questions. And then on their ride home, you guys, that was also just so disturbing. He's so fucking gross. I just cannot even, I can't take it. I truly can't. I just don't, I don't understand how she is married to this man. I don't get it at all, you guys. I really don't. He said to her, you're not overweight and I'm still attracted to you. You're getting back in shape. These were things that he said to his wife that is just a few months postpartum. Like, what? He's basically like, yeah, babe, like you really, you've bounced back well. It's just so gross. It, it, listen, <laughs> he's just like, yeah, because I'm still attracted to you. Like, yeah, man, 
Ugh, I can't even do his accent. It's just, it's, it's so, it's so bad. It's just, ugh, God, he's just so gross. He's so gross. Like, how do you say things like that to to your wife? Like, truly though, I feel like all the, the only thing that Michael cares about is getting his fucking dick wet. That's all that that man cares about. And now he sees, you know, he has two sons that can spread his seed, spread his good name. That's all. Those are the two things that that man cares about: spreading his seed and getting his dick wet, which is basically the same thing. <laughs> oh my goodness! And listen, I just uh, I'm nervous about Karen's bowel removal or bowel removal. <laughs> AKA a divorce, um, <laughs> her vow renewal. Um, I felt like Mia did. I felt like Mia did. That place made me nervous. The inside, gorgeous. The outside, where are we? <laughs> oh my goodness. She When Mia walked up, she said, it's industrial. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so, so funny. Oh, I just, I love it all. I love it all. And she's just like, we're in a warehouse. Mia was just cracking me up. I was a bit confused though, because that was Karen's venue spot, but also where she was trying on her dresses. So are the people that, that she's getting like the dress from or the company or, you know, boutique or whatever, is it, does it just double as also a venue spot? I mean, I guess it does, but interesting, interesting stuff. I mean, a two for one, you know? Uh, and then just quickly on the whole Candace and Chris of it all, like, listen, I understand that she, like, wants him to be there. But she's just, like, basically, like, telling him, like, why do you have to work? And it's like, what? <laughs> like, he has to work so he's bringing money in. So then, like, your mom doesn't talk shit about him? You know, how that shit goes? <laughs> I, I don't know. I... I don't understand. Like, she's just like, why aren't you just like there for me? Why are you just not like working and like with me all the time? It's like, okay, this is the problem. And then we get to the um, birthday party for Robin and, you know, everybody's looking gorgeous, cute. Uh, then Ashley shows up and I can't remember what it was that like popped everything off, but basically Candace just <laughs> comes out and calls her a filthy milkmaid, <laughs> which you guys, as you can tell, like really cracked me up. I was just like, wow, that's amazing. That's a, that's an amazing thing to say. She straight up called her a filthy milkmaid. She's until your filthy milkmaid ass came in here. And <laughs> <laughs> So good. So, so funny. Oh my goodness. Cracks me up. But truly though, what was happening in that whole situation is that I feel like Candace was just like taking her anchor out on Ashley after having that argument with Chris. And then, you know, as we know, things were not resolved clearly when she went to that dinner. So I think she was already just like ready to just like get in an argument and, you know, that's what she got. So and then, you know, to call her wide-bodied, like, come on, she's postpartum. Like, just a few months again. Like, leave Ashley alone. She already has her fucking man talking about her weight and shit. Like, ugh, don't do it as well, Candace. Come on, you know that that old gross Darby is a dick. So don't, don't come after her body, please. Goodness gracious. 
lordy. Um, Okay, so let's just get into the new episode of Potomac, shall we? So this new episode of Potomac was called Goodness of War. Tongue twister, if you will. Anyways, (laughs) Um, so we began the episode where we left off, where basically Ashley and Candace are... Which I like to, I like to call her candy ass. Um, she, <laughs> um, they are so like in like their whole like argument, and you know at one point Candace even calls her starts talking about her forehead, talking and saying that she has a big ass forehead, and as somebody that has you know maybe a slightly big forehead, I'm like don't come after foreheads, okay? Like we all have different hairlines. We all are doing, you know, doing our best. Like, leave the foreheads alone. Leave the foreheads alone. That's how I feel about Mia's feet. Leave the big feet of people alone and leave some foreheads alone. Okay? We all are different shapes and sizes. All right? (laughs) But still, the wide body comment is rough. Like, good grief. Again, like, she just had a baby. Oh, my goodness. But truly, though, Ashley was right in telling her, like, how are you going to fucking body shame me when you're over here talking shit about, you know, well, not talking shit, but just saying that Giselle and, um, you know, Robin shouldn't be talking about uh, Wendy. And, I mean, she's not wrong, but it is a little bit different. <laughs> so, you know, just in general, like, you know, let's just not body shame each other. You know, Hello. Where what year are we in? Um, and then Candace like tried to apologize, but that was not a fucking apology. It was not an apology, not even a little bit. She said, I was just calling you a wide body out of anger, but I'm not calling you wide bodied. <laughs> and it's like, what? What? So we're just supposed to know when you're just, you know, when when things are just, I guess, supposed to be just said with no intent behind it, I guess. I don't know. It, just, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make a gosh, doesn't make a gosh darn lick of sense, y'all. Oh, my goodness. And then um, I think it was Mia was, you know, trying to relay the message that Karen wanted her to pass on and just saying that, you know, Karen wanted um, Giselle to apologize and or not even apologize, but apologize for the the dead, you know, her saying like the dead comment. But truly before Mia, I felt like I could really get out like what the message was. Giselle was just like already was just like, listen, no, I'm not like, are you kidding me right now? I'm not apologizing. Like she will be dead before I apologize. Ray will be dead before I apologize. And it's just like, God damn, Giselle, can we not double down on the death comments? You know, like, uh, hello. She clearly doesn't want you talking about them possibly dying. Understandable. <laughs> Understandable. And listen, I don't think the, the thing that currently that Karen is upset about, I think is like ridiculous because Ray was like talking shit, like just, he was saying kind of somewhat of like a negative kind of, it was doing a dick is what Ray did. He gave her a good dig. So then um, Giselle fucking reciprocated with a, with a quick little clap back. I don't think it was anything for Karen to be seven years still upset about or however fucking long it is. But I mean, but then for Giselle to then continue to be like, well, he'll be dead. You'll be, it's just like, no, don't do that. You know, but of course Giselle is doing that because she knows it's going to upset Karen. Let's be honest. She knows that's going to, that's going to make Karen upset. And that's what she wants to do right now. (sighs) Goodness. 
Oh my goodness. And then you guys, Karen is shooting a, I, I get like a, a tour video for her hometown of Surrey County. Um, and, but she is taping it. It's being recorded in Potomac. <laughs> she is like standing there, like, you know what I mean? Like Vanna Whiting, the area, and it's not even Surrey County. It just was so wild to me. It was so wild. I was just dying laughing that every single time the producers kept just like popping up like little um, little title boxes that say, not Surrey County, <laughs> but Potomac. Just like constantly just like reminding us like, listen, she is doing a video for Surrey County, but it is not, she's not in Surrey County. <laughs> That's wild to me to do a video about the place that you're, you know, promoting, if you will, and you're not even in that place. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and even the producer was like, why, why are you not shooting it in your hometown? And Karen gives the answer of where she is, Surrey County is. <laughs> It was such like a like a political like a pol like a politician thing to fucking say or something, like very um, not even like a politician. It was like um, gosh, like Miss USA, you know, like very pageanty. Wherever I am, Surrey County is. Thank you, pageant wave. Oh my goodness. Also, what was the filter they were putting on Karen in that video? Was that the producers just like fucking with us? Or was that like a video that they got from the person that was recording it? Like what? Like what? What were we watching? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, then we cut to Giselle talking to her girls. Um, and I just, I love their little like conversation. I mean, she was talking to them about um, her and Jamal and you know how that's, you're not going to happen anymore, but they're still like a family and how, you know, important it is for them to, you know, make sure that they make their own money and basically like not depend on somebody financially. And, you know, and she was explaining her situation that when her and um, their father first divorced, she was definitely terrified and didn't know what she was going to do for money or anything like that. And so that, that was also with one of their grandparents as well. And so I just think that, you know, I just think that's a great conversation to have, especially with, you know, younger kids and just your kids in general. It's just always just making sure that you are, um, you know, that they are doing things for themselves and, you know, never depending on somebody else to do those things for them. So I don't know. I just love the conversations with her and her girls. I just think they're just, they all just have like such a good head on, like, or just seem like they definitely are just so, um, you know, put together, like for their age, like really, really smart, really just down to earth. Just, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I love when we get little scenes with Giselle and her girls. So they're just super cute. Um, I mean, Candace and Chris like work it out or whatever, but definitely just like Candace was just being like so spoiled in the sense of just like, why are you not dropping everything for me? And it's like, he has to work Candace. Like what is happening? <laughs> what is happening he has to work why are you not happy that he's working would you rather him not be working like that's just crazy it's just crazy 
But she finally, like, you know, realized, like, yeah, that she's being ridiculous, which, of course, she was. And, you know, it's just that she just wants him there. And it's fine to want him there, of course. But you can't just, like, throw a fit and make him feel bad for not being there when you know that he has other obligations. You know? Good grief. <sighs> you guys, when Eddie and Wendy were talking to their bo- their their family, first off, let me just say this. Their family is fucking just adorable. That little girl is too fucking cute. Her sons are just uh, so smart. I feel like just beyond their years. But anyways, that conversation that Eddie and Wendy had to have with their sons, uh, you guys just like, it broke my heart. I started crying. It just makes me so sad. It just makes me so sad that, you know, that we're having to have these conversations with our kids. You know, it just, I mean, I definitely have had the conversation with my daughter and it's not an, it's a heartbreaking conversation that you have to have. It really is. And like no parent wants to have to have that conversation with their child about racism and about what, you know, their family members may, you know, have gone through and what they may or may not have to go through and just, you know, and, but also just what goes on in this world and what happens to a certain amount of us. And, um, that's just not right. Um, it just makes me really emotional and it just makes me really sad. And it just broke my heart. I love that they had that conversation with their sons and I think that it's wonderful. And I'm glad that that they had that on television. I think that was really important. But also, it breaks my heart that these are the conversations that we have to have with kids. And um, and especially the ones that are directly affected in the sense of us that are African American and having to have those conversations with our kids and just, it's just, uh, but her sweet, sweet boy was just, I love just like how wise he was. And he was just saying that, you know, he wants to be like, um, Martin Luther King Jr. Just so then he can make a difference and like he can show people just to see that there is no difference between us and, uh, just brought me to tears. <laughs> uh, it's just so sweet. So, so sweet. Just a sweet, sweet boy. <sighs> Goodness. But yeah, that scene just really, it got my heart. It got my heart real good. <sighs> Gosh. Okay. Let's move on to something that's not so heavy. <laughs> this is supposed to be uh you know, lighthearted, if you will, and a lighthearted podcast. And so, but that was important. Anyways, so Karen and Ashley meet up and Karen says that she was, she asked her, I think her kids, if basically that she wanted her grandma name to be Diamond. Now, never have I ever heard of somebody's grandma name being diamond or just anything that's not like somewhat representative of like a G ma in some way, like a glamma or a, you know, G ma, a Nana, 
Um, you know, just nothing, like nothing too crazy. Like, I don't know. I mean, I have a friend like that she goes by, um, she's a grandma. It's crazy that she is a grandma. She's just, she doesn't look like she is by any means. Um, but um, she goes by Coco. But that is, I think it's grandma in Spanish, I think, or something. I think, I'm pretty sure. But so, you know what I mean? Like, so there is always like some sort of remnants of a of grandma in there. So, you know, I, I don't know. A diamond was wild. And, <laughs> and, Ashley, and Ashley is right. Like, is she like, is she about to be like a stripper grandma? Like, who goes by, who goes by diamond? I guess, you know, possibly Karen Huger will. Who can say? We will have to wait and see. <laughs> we will have to wait and see. Um, but again, um, Karen talked about, um, Giselle's fucking big vagina, I guess, flapping in the wind or some shit. And I'm just like, why does Karen keep calling Giselle's vagina fat and floppy? Like what? Like, what is happening? <laughs> it's just like, please leave that poor woman's vagina out of it. Like, you can figure out something else to talk about or to dig her with. Leave her vagina alone. <laughs> uh, I'm proud that Robin went and found a life coach. I think that's great. Um, so I hope that that really, like, helps her out and, you know, that she gets out of that what she needs. And, you know, so um, after after that, we have uh, the the goddess party. And I mean, listen, everybody came looking gorgeous, gorgeous. Mia, of course, wants to have like a kumbaya moment and, you know, ask everybody to just kind of go around the table and say something like nice about each other. And I mean, listen, it was pretty lame when she said it, but it was effective. It did work. It was just when she said it, it was just like, what is happening? Like, this is going to go south in 2.5. 2.5. Like, there's no way that this is going to, this is going to work out. But before that, I think it was like in Wendy's confessional, um, she was just saying basically that she wanted to get some type of an apology from Giselle. Yes, it was in Wendy's confessional because this was after everybody had, like, showed up. And, you know, she was just, like, saying like she, had, like, hadn't seen Giselle still and she just th thought that, like, she should have come at her with, like, some kind of, like, an apology. And it's like, well, Wendy, she's told you that she wanted to talk to you. So I'm thinking, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I would hope that there would be some sort of apology in that. You know? Like, I think when she was going to talk to you, she was going to try to apologize and also, you know, explain where she was coming from in that. And, of course, apologize. I don't think, I don't think, as much as Giselle talks shit, I don't think that Giselle has a problem with apologizing, you know? So I feel like when she is like, you know, she does some like wild stuff, but for the most part, she like takes it to like another place or, you know, really hurts somebody's feelings or whatever. I think she does like try to apologize, right? Right? Or maybe am I just blinded by the Giselle of it all? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just love, I, I love Giselle, guys. It's no, it's no secret. Um, you guys, Candace look like Dorothy Dandridge. If you know who that is. But that's exactly who she reminded me of when I saw her. I was just like, whoa, that's crazy. Um, but 
Um, so I think it was, I think Robin was maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Robin was the one to start. It was, um, I think it was Ashley and Candace, um, because those bitches didn't have nothing to, nice to say to each other, but they mustered up something deep within them. And they both said something nice about each other as, as, as hard as it may have been, they did it. And that's all that matters. <laughs> but, uh, Robin tells, um, Wendy that, you know, that she, you know, really admires, um, just, you know, her love for her family. And, and of course, Wendy was just like, not up in arms, but she definitely just had some shit to say about it. You know, like she, what did she say? She's like, oh, after your friend talked so much, brought up these rumors about my family, that's what you admire about me. It's how much I love my family, but then you're supporting the person that said that stuff. And it's like, like, calm down, calm down. I don't think that she's like supporting anybody tearing down your family. And I don't believe that Robin did not know about the story before, you know, before the show, of course, I'm sure, I'm sure Giselle told her at some point, but, um, but I don't think that like, I think that Robin chose not to say anything clearly for a reason when D so just saying she didn't want to have any of that come out of her mouth. That's all I'm saying. It's not that she agrees with what Giselle did. I'm sure. I don't think, but again, I don't think Giselle did anything. I don't think that, I mean, I, it's tough guys, because I don't think that like Giselle did anything like crazy. Like I, I think from the jump, like she didn't say that she like believed it. It was just like, this is going on. I wonder if that's affecting her. So let's talk about it because we're on a reality show. That's all. That's all. So I don't know. Again, maybe I'm blinded by Giselle. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I am. But listen, I, I'm i blinded by her. I, lo I, I, lo I love Giselle. I love Giselle and Robin. Listen, and it could change. I mean, who can say? Who can say? But right now, that's where I'm at. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But Giselle and Wendy, they finally did have, like, somewhat of, like, a little little chit-chat. Um, I don't think, like, Wendy had said, I don't think it's going to go back exactly how maybe they were before. But at least they, you know, were able to have a little bit of an understanding of what was going on. And I'm glad that, you know, I mean, just uh, not, not to sell, but Wendy did like, you know, finally she was like, I received that. I received that. And what she received was what I was just saying is that Giselle wasn't trying to come after her family at all. She just was just trying to just, you know, ask her like, are you okay with this? And she realized, you know, I should have just brought it to your attention myself. I shouldn't have told Ashley and then had Ashley bring it up. I should have just told you. So I apologize for that. So great. Awesome. And so thank goodness. So at least it's a starting point, you guys. We're, you know, at least we're starting somewhere. Because I liked Giselle and Wendy. I thought they were, I thought, you know, that was a nice, like, friendship last year. A blossom, bl blossoming friendship, if you will. So also, did anybody notice that when, when they were, like, going around the circle, at one point, it looked like Robin was doing squats. Did anybody else see that? Did her legs fall asleep? Because that's the worst. That is the worst. So I hope that didn't happen to her. And also, I mean, and I mean, listen, like I was saying earlier, as much as it was like super cheesy that Mia was talking about, you know, how, 
um, are not talking about. As much as it was lame that Mia was like, let's all go around the table. It was effective. It was effective because even uh, Giselle and Karen apologized to one another. And Giselle opened up and just saying that, like, listen, I was hurt by that. My children were hurt by that. It's stuff that, yes, I knew that I guess Jamal told her, which was blew my mind. But okay. I mean, so it was stuff that she had already heard. But I mean, listen, if Jamal brought to her attention, she was probably like, listen, this is, you know, this is bullshit. Like, but I just want to make sure that you know, like somebody's like trying to, you know, try trying to come for our family. You know what I mean? There's just that whole fuckboy energy about it. And so, <laughs> and so, um, so she knew about it, but she didn't want to bring any light to it. And of course she wasn't going to, and I get like, she wasn't going to sit there and, you know, go back and forth with somebody that's trying to tear her down about it when she knows that the rumors are going around. And so she just, just chose not to say anything at all, which I mean, listen, in that moment, I don't know. Would I choose to do that? Maybe. I don't know. I'm on a reality show though, you know, but the fact that they both apologized, I mean, great. So, because after Giselle opened up about that, Karen apologized to her, which I was like, whoa, did not see that coming. And also, um, you know, Giselle apologized and they are starting off on a clean slate, a clean state, a clean slate until Karen fucking sees where you, you know, said that you would apologize when she's dead and when he is dead. So, you know, <laughs> But I'm sure something else will happen before then. So, you know, tomato, tomato. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But it really cracked me up when they were um, kind of going back and forth. And I guess because um, Karen, like, looked over to, like, Wendy and she's like, well, of course I apologize for, you know, upsetting her children. And Giselle is like, who are you apologizing to? You apologizing to the sky? Apologize to my black ass. <laughs> and it's like, hello, I'm sitting right here. Apologize to me, man. Hello. Why are you looking at somebody else saying that? I'm right the fuck here. <laughs> oh, God. But, oh, gosh, I love Potomac, you guys. Uh, so, so good. And it looks like the next episode is going to be good also. Uh just round of applause. Give them a round of applause. They're doing the damn thing. They are doing the damn thing. Oh, you guys. Let's get right into Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Oh, yeah. You guys are so excited. Oh, let's just get right into it because I like literally can't wait. Okay. You guys, the first, like, what was it? Like, the first two minutes? I mean, I know that we already saw the preview, you guys. I know. But still, even watching it on the show, those first two minutes of that damn show, amazing. Amazing. Give them an award. Give them an award. Why are the, Why is there not awards being given out? Like, these people deserve Emmys, Grammys, um, um Nobel Peace Prizes. I mean, give it all to them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You guys, also, like, was Jen talking to Coach Shaw when she got that phone call? 
Was that who it was? Because basically, I mean, because clearly somebody tipped her off and she's like, I got to get out of here. Oh, my goodness. So, so, so good. So good. And then everybody like reading it as it's like literally coming out as they're like on their way to doing, a, you know, a vacation or whatever. Like, you guys, you guys, you guys. And then also the biggest question of them all. Who told them she was at Beauty Lab? Who done it? Who done it? It's like Scooby-Doo in the gang. Let's figure it out, guys. <laughs> Jump in the mystery machine. We got a mystery to solve. <laughs> Who tipped the feds off that Jen Shaw was at Beauty Lab? Bum, bum, bum. Oh, my goodness. So, so, so good. Okay. Now. We start the episode off and we get to see the new Chateau Chalette or Shaw Chalette. So sorry. Um, not Chateau, um, but the Shaw Chalette um, part two. And, <laughs> and now all I could wonder the whole time when she was showing Lisa, because Lisa came over to Jen's house. And the whole time, all I could just keep thinking was, she said the lease was up on the other house on the on the other house that they were in last season, which I mean, I know that we kind of knew, but all I kept thinking the whole time was like, was she getting prepared to size down because things were becoming in a possibly uh, you know, a miss financially? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Also, I haven't really heard a whole lot about uh, gosh, what is the assistant Stu? Stan, who was the damn, who was the guy that got arrested with her? Was it Stu? Uh, anyways, I don't know. But where's that guy at? Where's his, where's his biopic? Are we going to get a documentary like we did Hustler and the Housewife? Part two? Hustler and the Housewife part two. Ooh, guys, somebody's got to get on that ASAP. ASAP. I need, we need all kind of, we need all information, all hands on deck. <laughs> we need as much information as possible. Oh my goodness. And then we find out that um, Jen and Coach Shaw, they almost got a divorce, which I'm not surprised, you guys. Not surprised after that last season. I mean, listen, I saw his wife acting a goddamn fool, just angry all the time. Like, yeah, I'm good. I'm golden. Like, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, is that like... Because that's a lot for like a first season, but like also, you know, they had to bring a lot, you know, with being Salt Lake City, the first season, you got to definitely bring, bring your A game. But, you know, we never, us as a viewer, like, listen, of course, we're looking for a great show, but we don't expect a whole lot of, out of the first season, you know, we're expecting some stuff, but not what they gave us the first season was a, was a fucking masterpiece, a fucking masterpiece. And the fact that we're getting this in the second season like, I mean, where do we go from here? I mean, I guess only up. <laughs> but um, so, you know, of course, you know, Coach Shaw was just like, I can't handle this. Like, and so he filed for divorce. And but I mean, I, I ended up looking it up when I was watching it. And it sounds like Coach Shaw has been very supportive of her during this you know, indictment and all that stuff and just being by her side with all of that. But like you, like, I mean, until looking that up until after the first episode came out, heard nothing about like Coach Shaw, 
nothing about him even like I thought I thought they fully got I was expecting to hear that they fully got divorced and slightly still expecting that like again how is he not indicted is it just because it's just like the business but I mean if it's like you know finances in the sense are if like people are suing them will he be added to that suit oh gosh questions you know that one account I think it's like the Bravo docket you know, going to have to check in on that because I'm sure those ladies are going to have the answers. And if you guys haven't, um, if you don't follow them, they're on IG. Um, I believe they're, they're both lawyers, but then they're breaking down the legal stuff for us, helping us out to, you know, understand what's going on with our ladies. Um, but yeah, so check them out. And then we get to Meredith's house. And I mean, listen, the only thing I could just like think, I'm just like, did everybody get a new house this season? I mean, I guess it's only two people so far, really. But that's what it's like feeling like. I was like, are we? Because at the beginning of the episode, so I'm like, okay, so we got two for two over here, new houses. So is anybody else anybody else getting a new home as well during a pandy? What's going on? <laughs> but listen, also, good time to sell your house during a pandy. I mean, because listen, like the houses are selling like hotcakes. So the market to sell is is good so understandable um but heather showed up in full like ski ski attire and meredith's like did you go skiing and she's like yeah i just did a quick ski and i'm like wait what who just does a quick ski i guess if you live in salt lake city i mean you can definitely do a do a quick ski i mean really anywhere because it's like are we just getting them in the winter months or is that it's not really i mean it can't be like that all the time right it's not like cold like that and snowy no, because it gets hot there in the summer, doesn't it? But gosh, it just looks so cold. I get cold when I watch it too. With all that snow, just burr. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, uh, Meredith is Meredith is gorgeous, you guys. Straight gorgeous. She really is. She's just like she's like a classic beauty to me. Just like like too much. I just find her just so beautiful. I was like really feeling her confessional looks. As much as I'm not like a big fan of like feathery things for real, I was loving her in that um, pink, whatever the fuck she had on. I felt like she just looked like a, like a New Year's brunette Barbie, you know, maybe from like the seventies. Gorgeous. She just looked gorgeous. And then she had on that, um, I think it was like snakeskin maybe or something like that, like uh, low top that was gorgeous. Like I was, I just find her just, just, oh, uh, I mean, and then Heather, they were, you know, chatting and, you know, Meredith was just saying that, you know, her and Seth are doing good, which thank goodness. I, I think they look like they just are very happy. They just like, they look like they belong together. I, you know, so I'm glad that things are working out for them um, and they're making it work and, you know, they're, you know, figuring that all out. Um, you know, and then Heather starts talking to Meredith about her, you know, her daughter's going to be going to college soon. And, you know, she wants her daughter just to have the full college experience and, you know, wants her just to choose wherever she wants to go. And, you know, um, I just, I love that. I love that she wants her daughter just to get out there and just, you know, enjoy life. <laughs> I, was, I thought it was a little strange that she was like, I just want her just to be like a good time gal. But also, like, yeah, I guess I would want my daughter also just to be like, just have a good time. Just be a good time gal. You know? So, I get it, I guess. 
as much as I kind of am like being like judgy about it and kind of feel a little judgy about it. Um, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, like I think, you know, we just want our kids just to get out there, experience, have fun and just enjoy, enjoy their college years. Just their time where they get to like really like discover themselves and, you know, I, I mean, I did not have a college experience, but it is one of the things that I wish that I, I would have had for sure. So, I mean, I do hope that my, that my daughter does, you know, is able to have that experience, but you know, I don't know, we'll see what happens. It's all up to her, you know? So whatever, however her, wherever her life takes her, you know, I'll be supportive, but I definitely want her to have a college experience for sure. But anyways, tangent. Um, <laughs> Oh my gosh. So Whitney, you know, they're having a birthday party for one of her husband's sons or, you know, one of her stepkids. And, um, you know, Whitney is, you know, I didn't even realize that Whitney had a fucking like skincare line. Did anybody else know that? Like, is this something that just like, has, did, has she had it for like a little while or is this new or, you know, like within like the last year to like, did she start this in the pandy? Like what? Oh, I need so much I just need so much more information. <laughs> but the fact that like I was I was a little nervous, uh well not nervous, but it just was like she, Wendy, not Wendy, Jiminy Christmas. Whitney was just like basically saying that, you know, she just like loves having her own business because then she can have her own money and she doesn't have to keep doing blowjobs. And she almost fucking deep throated that fucking water bottle. And I was like, holy shit. Well, that's why he keeps wanting to have blowjobs. Look what you're doing. <laughs> Look what you're doing. Uh, and then Whitney gets pretty toasty, you guys. And I mean, she dropped that cake not once, not twice, not even three times. She dropped that cake four times, four times. The second time or the first time that she dropped it, it was still somewhat salvageable. It really was. Why at that time her drunk ass wasn't just like, let me just take this cake out there and we'll get, nobody's going to eat it anymore. It fell on the floor. Look at the cake. It looks wild. There's no way that anybody was going to eat that cake. So why she went and grabbed, tried to grab the plates blows my mind. <laughs> because then it fell right on over, right on over. So maybe it was only three times. It was only three times that she dropped it. It felt like four times. It felt like four times because it just kept happening. It kept happening. I'm just like, what? Like, what is going on? Like, why is this so? Uh, why is this so hard? <laughs> because you're drunk. But listen, fun times though. Fun times. That poor cake though. That poor poor cake. It's too bad nobody got to eat it. it looked like it looked delicious. It really did. Oh, you guys. And then we cut to Mary. So Mary's starting a podcast where she, you know, I, you know, it's the facts, facts, the facts podcast, facts with Mary or something like that. I can't remember. I didn't write down the title. And I can't remember it, but I remember it had facts in it because they kept saying facts over and over again. Oh, well, they start off this podcast with a prayer, which is great, which is great. You know, who doesn't love a prayer? Um, but Meredith cuts that poor man off. And says, no, 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 that's not how you pray. Cut him off and said, let me show you. <laughs> oh, never have I ever seen anybody cut somebody off during their prayer. 
Never have I ever. I mean, listen, Meredith, I'm not married to any Christmas, you guys. Ah, I'm keep getting these names all. I don't know what is going on with me tonight. Anyways. Um, but it's just like, it's like, Mary, just like, you can cut out that part. Like, it's okay. You can cut out his prayer and do your own and just be like, let him finish his prayer. And you can be like, maybe next time we do something like this, give him an example. Oh gosh, that was just rough. It was rough to watch. I mean, who would have guessed you guys that, that Mary um, was smoking bloods back in the day? Would have never guessed. Would have never guessed it. Never guessed it in a million years, but also slightly would have guessed it because I'm sure, I'm sure there would have been um, some things that she may have been doing to kind of numb some situations, you know? So I think she's done harder things than, than weed, but that's just me. Um, and then um, they start, you know, discussing like kids and stuff like that. And I thought it was interesting, you guys, that... Mary was basically saying that she, you know, like she just does not trust people. She doesn't trust human beings. And how she was saying it with like so much like conviction, like, I mean, listen, I don't trust people really either. And, you know, takes me a while to kind of be okay with like new, like newer people or just, you know, really like open up or whatever. Like it takes me a little bit to like trust people is what I'm getting down to. So I understand that aspect, but how she was like saying it was just like, I don't trust human beings. I don't trust human beings. Like, I don't know. Like, it was almost just like, I felt like almost like a cry for help in a way. Like, because I'm just like, yeah, you wouldn't trust human beings after your grandmother essentially basically kind of sold you, if you will, to your step grandpa. So then, you know, she could keep everything copacetic, I guess keep you in in the loop as part of so basically then the family was part of it you know and it wasn't just you know her you know new husband having reigns over it it's also somebody from her family i don't know i, I don't know you guys but regardless of that it just it, i was just like wow this speaks volumes it speaks volumes Okay, I'm liking Jenny already and Dewey as well. I think they are very cute. Um, that little girl, Jenny's little girl, because so Lisa goes over to Jenny's house. Um, I guess their older boys are, you know, are really, really good friends, which is awesome. Um, and so they come over and, you know, Lisa's talking to Jenny's little, you know, little daughter. And, you know, she was just saying that, you know, she didn't go skiing and stuff. And Lisa asked her, well, why not? She's like, well, I had schoolwork and stuff to do. And she's like, oh yeah, you got to get all those A's. And she's like, oh yeah, of course. She's like, she, and, and she said, that's why they, that's why we are Asians and not B-gens. <laughs> I was like, wow, girl. Wow. Wow, girl. Wow. <laughs> Forget it. I was like, oh goodness. This girl's going to be a star one day. A star. She already is. She already is. <laughs> oh, man. Um, unfortunate that basically that, you know, Jenny basically said that her husband's face was unattractive, but the rest of his body was nice. And she he had already got her locked in. So she was like, well, I guess we're doing this. It's like, whoa, you could have kept that little fun fact for your, to yourself. 
just saying, I felt bad for, I felt bad for her husband. <laughs> Cause I'm like, listen, again, you guys are on a reality show. He's going to see this. He's going to see it or somebody that he works with or somebody's wife, something. Oh gosh. <laughs> Blows my mind. Oh goodness. So then we cut back to um, the Chachalette part two. And everybody's coming over for dinner, like a family dinner. And we get to see um, Jen's grandma, um, the one that, you know, uh, unfortunately had, um, you know, some serious health issues at the time and had to have her have her legs um, amputated, um, you know, immediately, um, you know, an emergency. And so... And I think it was all due to, I think it was diabetes, I think was what was going on. Um, but anyways, um, so we got to see her. But I did not expect you guys that we were going to get a sighting of Coach Shaw. I really thought like after last season, he was like, I'm not doing this again. I will not be on that show. Thank you. No, thank you. Oh, thank God. Jen could not remember her son's, her son's age for the, for the life of her. For the life of her. She had to do a calculator. She had to do a calculator. Wild. <laughs> Wild. Oh, my goodness. I mean, well, listen, at least she remembered one of them. At least she remembered the year, and then she was able to figure out how old he was. So she got there. She got there for sure. Um, and then after that, we meet up with Meredith, Mary, Whitney, and Heather. And they are in like some weird like dome. It's like an outside. It's clearly like outside, but they are in like a weird dome situation. And like the audio was weirding me out the whole time. But I mean, listen, and when I want to order some food like that, like Heather is like, that's what I'm like. That is how I order food. Like I want to taste everything. So you're going to get this. We'll get two of that. We're also going to get a couple of these. And yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> And remember, you know, if my uh, if my Prosecco gets to a certain uh, low point, just go ahead and fill her on up. <laughs> I just like it. I just really love, uh, I like Heather a lot. Um, I feel bad for poor Meredith. Her, her father passed away. Uh, but it sounds like he was struggling for a little bit. And so it was something that she just knew, you know, eventually was going to come. But still, it doesn't make it any easier for sure. The friendship juice. That's that's right. Heather was saying that she is, uh, you know, drunk on Jen's friendship juice, and Mary was just like so confused by that by that statement <laughs> that she was just like, "How can you be drunk on somebody's friendship juice? Somebody that uh, talks so much shit." And <laughs> I don't think she said shit, but you know what I'm saying. But she was just very confused by that. And, and truly Meredith is a very good friend. Cause they were talking about, you know, basically saying like, would Lisa still be friends with Jen? If, if Jen said something about her sons and it's like, very good question, guys. Very good question. But like Meredith, Meredith really is like such a good friend that she's just like, listen, like I can't be around Jen. It's unfortunate that Lisa's become good friends with Jen. Um, just especially how she has been treating you know, my son. So, you know, whatever, but you know, listen, I'm sure Jen needs a friend. So I guess, you know, Lisa's it. 
So, I mean, listen, it's, it's a crazy situation. It's a crazy situation because Lisa's comparing her situation with Heather to what's going on with Jen and Meredith. And it's like, they, you, you can't compare them. You can't compare them because they're two different things. Nobody's talking about somebody else's children talking about you two in high school and whether or not you guys knew each other. It's a different situation. It's completely different. I agree with Meredith on that. Uh, and then you guys, there's so many faux furs. So many, so like, I think it was once we cut to, uh, I think it was when they are at Meredith's house and they're doing Shabbat dinner and invited Lisa and her family over. And oh, this is where things got crazy, you know, so um, Meredith and Lisa sit down on Meredith's couch and uh, listen, there's so, like I was saying, there's so much fucking faux fur, like all around. I'm just like, is that all these people wear? Which I mean, I guess like, listen, if it's that fucking cold, yeah, you are. That's what you're wearing. Faux furs all day. Trying to stay cozy. But this is where Lisa basically tells Meredith that, you know, she thinks that they need to have like a conversation and that Meredith needs to just like try to hear Jen out. And, you know, and and I don't know why, like Lisa's like pushing like so hard for it, but I'm sure like, you know, it's producer producer wise. But anyways, you know, basically like Meredith is just like, I can't I unless she comes like at me with an apology, but I can't go, I can't deal with somebody that is going to apologize and then do the same thing over again. And, you know, Lisa's just like, I mean, cause Meredith did get like pretty heated and I can understand where she's coming. If you come for somebody's kids, like 100%, please believe, please believe some mama bear shit's about to pop off. And that's exactly what the fuck happened. Meredith was not like, Meredith's not fucking playing around. She's not going to fucking deal with somebody talking badly about her fucking kid and nor should she. But um, I totally agree with like Meredith. With Meredith, like it is apples and fucking oranges with Lisa and Heather compared to Jen and fucking Meredith, one hundred percent. And I think that fucking Lisa just kept saying, "I don't want us to ruin our ten year friendship over this." And you know, this is the first time I've ever seen you get like just so upset like this. And it's like, yeah, because she's fucking hurt by what Jen did. And you bringing up this shit right now is not being a good friend to her because you know how she feels about the situation and you know what Jen needs to do clearly to rectify it. Number one, fucking apologize to fucking Brooks. Number two, stop liking, retweeting, fucking sharing, reposting, whatever the fuck you are doing, stop. Just stop doing it. Like, it's not, uh, it's not crazy here. Like, it's not, this isn't, these aren't crazy requests, I feel like. Like, stop talking shit about my son. Very fucking easy. Thank you. <laughs> but um, I, I don't know. I feel like if Lisa's, like, not careful, she is going to ruin her friendship with Meredith if she keeps trying to defend fucking Jen. That's all I'm saying. Ah, oh, but goodness. I mean, listen, that was just such a good first episode. Wendy, I oh, know, Jiminy Christmas. <sighs> Whitney dropping that cake over and over and over again was just so amazing. I mean, honestly, a, a great first episode. Just so excited to have these ladies back. So excited. Oh, goodness. But I mean, the preview for the season, you guys, which I mean, I know that we all have watched over and over and over again, or at least I have. Um, just so good. So good. I cannot wait can't wait for this season. Like it's just, 
Oh, gosh. It's, it's amazing. It's just amazing. It's just so good. I don't know what else to say because I'm just like, I'm just like in awe of what, of what we, what we have to come. It just all looks so great. I just, I can't wait. Uh, all right, guys. So, um, that's pretty much, that's all I got to say really today. Uh, so, you know, like I was saying before, Salt Lake City is amazing. I mean, Real Housewives of Potomac, mwah, mwah, chef's kisses all around. Um, everything is, everything's looking great. Everything is looking great for this lineup. And then you guys, we got Winter House coming. Vanderpump is coming. Ah, oh, God, so many great things. I'm really intrigued by Winter House. I really am. I am intrigued. And also, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued with um, Vanderpump. I'm intrigued just to kind of see where we're going to go with this season. But I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be as good as this, the, the seasons that we've had prior. Because um, last season was kind of like a blip. Well, no, there wasn't really one last season. Well, yes, there was. I don't know. I don't even know if I finished watching the whole thing. Anyways, so, you know, we got we got good shows coming up. Really good ones. I don't know what I'm all going to record um, at that point in time. But we'll figure that out when we get closer. But anywho, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And, um, again, my IG page is give me more reality. So please go check that out. Like follow, you know, all that good stuff. If I, um, that's where I will let you guys know that I've posted a new podcast, um, or you could subscribe and then that would also let you know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, just in case. So if I am like a, you know, a day later, a day early or whatever, just it really just depends on my week on when I get these out, but I try to get them out as soon as I can. You guys, I really do. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is going a little hoarse there, but, um, but again, just thanks everybody for just listening. I appreciate it. Um, please just share with your family, your friends, your, you know, acquaintances, if you will. Um, <laughs> And um, I hope you guys enjoy. I really do. I hope you guys are enjoying it. These recaps, I'm trying to make it as fun as I can. So just always just remember just talking trash with love. Don't take anything too seriously. And um, just know I love these shows. I really do. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you guys again for listening. This has been Give Me More Reality. Thanks, guys. <laughs>